going to go ahead and get started once again. Um, before we actually go anywhere really further, I just wanted to address a couple of like house rules that we're using that I don't think were mentioned before. A, a big one is that uh, even though she's the player and not the, the dungeon master, Ella is going to be like also taking some uh, charge and describing things and coming up with uh, you know characters uh, that are in the world and that sort of thing. Just because there's only two of us, I think it's better if she has a little bit of creative reign as well. Um, another one, kind of in the exact opposite direction, actually, is I'm going to be rolling checks for her, like, perception and insight and that sort of thing. Um, just so that she won't see a high result and be confident in her answer or see a low result and assume that her answer is garbage. I'll just tell her what she gathers from something and she won't know one way or the other what she rolled. Um, and, uh, we're also doing a, because we intend for the game to be kind of more short form in the story, we are uh, going to be leveling Ella's character up in, uh, every episode. If that starts to get out of hand, I may change it, but that's what I'm running with right now. Um, I didn't mention before cause it really never came up, but she was at level three when we started. And so she's actually up to level five right now. So, Ella, just real quick, tell me, what what does that mean for your character? So, for May, that means that she was able to either increase two of her stats um, or choose a feat. I chose the feat alert. Um, always on the lookout for danger, you gain the following benefits. Can't be surprised while you are conscious. Gain a plus five bonus to initiative. And other creatures don't gain advantage on attack rolls against you as a result of being unseen by you. Um... The reason I chose this flavorfully was that May, having grown up in Selesnia, I think she may have spent a lot of time meditating and sort of practicing mindfulness. Uh, so I think that it makes sense that she would be someone who was aware of her surroundings sort of all the time, whether consciously or unconsciously. Yeah, sounds great. Um, I think we've covered everything there. Uh, the only other thing I wanted to say, I, I mentioned it very briefly, but I have a um, just a, a house rule called that, that I've been calling Go Beyond, and it's kind of borrowed from uh, Monster of the Week, where you can choose to take a lucky roll and automatically succeed on something, but it's it gives the, uh, the the dungeon master some advantage against you and that's sort of what i'm going for here ella can choose to do something outside of the normal um but if she does i will give i will basically use it against her or have something bad happen to her for some other reason down the line it's just a, a cost to it anytime it happens basically so do you recall what happened last time i think last time there was an Azorius inspector, and I'm doing air quotes because I'm not fully convinced that that's who he was, um, came to our lab um, and told us that our ferrofluid holding chamber was too small, and I convinced him to give us time to fix it, so he fixed it. Um, and then I realized that like the, the law that he was quoting had like just gone into effect that day. So it just seemed like suspicious. Um, and actually when I looked at it, there was no 
law, like it was like bylaw 7A wasn't even on the paper. So like the thing he was quoting didn't even exist. Yeah, he gave us a he gave them a copy of the quote unquote law in question. But the thing he was quoting basically didn't actually exist. Yeah, so that made me mad. And I decided I was going to go to Azorius and like report him and figure it out. And as I was leaving, um, there was a nasty old shade attached to my shadow and I kicked his ass and found out where he got the instructions to come bother me, um, which is probably gonna be my second stop after Azorius. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I'm just kind of marching, marching down the promenade to get to Azorius. My favorite thing about this is it's very is it because you're more concerned about the bullshit restrictive regulations than you are about the physical danger because it just kind of shows the like the the attitude of the guild in general. Um, So you were kind of in the heat of the moment and you didn't really notice so much, but there's uh, like there are actually other people around you and as the shadow flees, they kind of part away from it because they don't really want to get involved in this kind of thing um and then they kind of like close in again people are like kind of talking and you hear the talking get kind of quiet from a little bit further away and then they part again and there is a contingent of uh boros legionnaires coming down the street um some of them are holding halberds and they kind of like hold the they kind of like hold them horizontally to like push people back just to kind of like keep them away from the area they're not being particularly gentle about it um uh but at the head of this formation you actually recognize two fellows you see brogdon um your acquaintance uh i, I don't know is, is he like a friend no you, more like an you see him like yeah. every day but we've probably like hung out like at a bar like once or twice but yeah. not really like best friends and his um human subordinate who you had never seen before today um, he kind of like uh, he sees you um, and the look on his face, you're, it's, it seems like he's not surprised that you're the one here. Like he knew ahead of time that you that possibly that you were in trouble and kind of came up. Um, but he like marches up to you and he's like, oh, May, what happened? Well, some sticky shade man stuck to my foot and was trying to escape after I discovered him. Did you see which way he went? I mean, that way, I guess, where kind of like where you just came from. Ah, god damn it. Okay. Um, why? Do you know why he attacked you? No, I have no idea. I asked him and he says he doesn't know why, that he gets his orders from somebody else under Spooky Death Bridge. And that I was going to go, trust me, I was going to go try to figure it out also. But no, he's just a, a lackey. Mm, troubling, but I think that we should get him if we can. Um, Gunch, come here. And his human companion uh, kind of like pops up. Uh, like, if you recall in the first episode, he was like standing behind him, like kind of making fun of him. Mm-hmm. And now when Brogdon's attention is on him, he's suddenly like all business. Okay. <laughs> and Brogdon says, Gunch, keep these people under control. I, I don't think that we are equipped to track down a creature like this, this, uh, you said it was a shade, like a shadow? Yeah. Oh, god damn it. Oh, We're... he also said that he was from Demir, which I roll, I roll. That's not real, right? 
It's just a story rookies tell in the barracks. Yeah. Well, that's what he said. He said he works for Demir under some bridge of death, maybe? Death bridge chasm? Yeah, that one. That one. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, I am going to have to employ a law mage. And he's like really annoyed that he has to get the Azorius involved in this situation. Um, But he says, all right, well, Gunch, take care of things here. Court in the area. I have to go to New Prov. Hey, that's also where I'm going. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, um, let's, shall we walk together? Uh, yeah, sure. I probably need the, uh, the bodyguard. Haha, <laughs> no one will get you while I'm here. So the two of you kind of, like, uh, make your way um, back the way you were going. You were on, uh, as we'd mentioned before, the Transguild Promenade um, and traveling just kind of generally east. You need to get to um, Precinct 2, which is where New Prov is. Um, he's, uh, Brogdon is, now that he's, like, out of business action mode, he's, like, kind of nervous around you again like he was the first time you saw him because like he doesn't have like a goal to be doing so he's kind of he doesn't know what to say yeah may's not really um i don't know if may's like not picking up on that or she just doesn't care but she's still like mad like she's still pissed she's kind of like speed walking to get to azorius and is like not really concerned with whether or not he's feeling like relaxed around her or not because she i guess she just is assuming like he's also pissed and is like (laughs) going he's just yeah Uh, i mean he's he's mad too he doesn't want to be doing this with his day um but the the two of you kind of march down um and things more or less go without incident at this point you know you're seeing more of the uh, people of the city um as you're heading east you start to see like a different kind of people like the area that you live in is a little bit like lower income i wouldn't say seedy honestly but like it's just like a very earthier kind of people and as you're going this way you start to see the kind of people who would be associated with a court um so you you see a lot of like um a lot of like officials and lawyers and you like other people of course like there's still like uh stalls selling fruit there's still interesting um, shows going on. You do notice that they're a, a little bit more civil, the shows that you can see. Um, the, they're still generally performed by Rakdos performers, but these ones are, like, clean. Um, but uh, on your way to uh, through here, you guys are actually going to pass through. Sorry, my leg was asleep. You guys are actually going to pass through Augustine Station, um, which you, you've you never been here before. You've never had cause to go this direction. Um, what it is, it's kind of like this tiered tower. Um, the promenade basically goes right underneath it. And this is actually, it's actually a um, an airship harbor, I guess you uh, would say. That's cool. Yeah. So you're, you're, you come through here and you're kind of like, wide-eyed goggle-eyed at like all the different kinds of things that there are here because 10 different guilds have 10 different very different cultures and so you can see like a lot of different kinds of things like there are 
Um, there's also like stables. So you've got like griffins and you've got like um, drakes that somebody might ride. Uh, there's, of course, is it ships are these big like electrical mm-hmm. monstrosities um, that are just like a little dangerous, maybe hard to control, I think sometimes. And you can see like, like pleasure barges that are like mm-hmm. these big blimps that have like all kinds of awesome stuff being loaded onto them right now. Like they're just making birth at the moment. Um, and uh, it, looking like nobody's home, uh, you're quite surprised to see um, Grizzrov's fr- floating house. Um, it's actually been moored here. Uh, like the wings are folded up, but there's no lights on. Like mm-hmm. it looks like he's just like left it here. Yeah, okay, so I'm imagining that May is, like, like I said, like, kind of, like, like, you know, huff, 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 like, walking, like, mad, and maybe they, like, come around this corner, and, like, she starts to see this tower with the airships, and she kind of, like, like, stops for a second, and is, like, just kind of, like, looking up and up, like, holy shit, Brogdon, have you seen this before? Hmm? Oh, yeah, I have to walk by it every day from Sunhome. This is crazy. I I mean, I know that there's like airships. I've just never, I've never like seen them up close before. <laughs> seen is... all of them in one place, I guess. Yeah. Holy cow. This is awesome. Oh, um, yeah, it's mundane for me. He's like trying to be like, <laughs> like impressive. I see it all the time, but I'm, I'm glad to see you enjoy it. Uh, we kind of, like, keep walking, and then I see, like, Grimsroth's house, and I, like, point to it. And I'm like, hey, I know that one. Uh, I've seen it before. Yeah, it's a, it's a lab of orientation. Oh. Works for Is It. Guy had my stuff. Had to go get it back. Why didn't you just call us? I mean, I figured I could handle it. Well, it sounds like you did, I guess. Yeah, I mean, no, I, mean, I get it. You're like, you know, you're like, big, strong Boros, but, you know. Some stuff, you know, the little people can handle. Um, that's really cool. I'm trying to think if she wants to do anything while she's here. There's, um, I mean, I, I can't even tell you how many things there are that, like, I would have think to describe at this point. There's just, like, a lot, a, a lot going on here. Actually, as you walk in for the first time, there's just this ungodly roaring noise that you hear. And as you look above your head, you can see... Um, a fucking rocket that has a goblin like riding it. He's got these handlebars, <laughs> and it is all, of course, painted in is it colors. She sees us and she's like, "Woo! Go is it? Go is it?" <laughs> the goblin like takes his hand off his handlebar and like takes off his goggles and like swings <laughs> them like a cowboy hat, and he like puts them back on because his eyes started to stink. No, he actually got a bug in his eyes. He's like, ah, and he puts them back on and just keeps going. <laughs> Yeah, this is awesome. Um, she's like really kind of like takes her mind off of the uh, annoyance that she experienced, but she's keeping going. Oh yeah, she's she's on a mission at this point. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> basically, right outside of Augustine Station, um, you see the uh, the road actually it goes straight to New Prague, and so this is it's this. Big kind of blocky building, but there's like three triangular towers coming out of it. Um, you've seen the Azorius symbol. It's like a, yeah. for listeners who haven't, it's a a triangle and there's a circle in it. And the circle's like, got some like runic inscriptions. We we briefly saw saw it earlier. 
Um, and these towers are triangular, but they're formed in a still bigger triangle with like kind of a semicircle cut in the middle so that there's like like a circle if you were looking at it like with a bird's eye view. Um, uh, you guys head straight up to it and there's this kind of um, kind of guardhouse that you reach. And um, Brogdon like points to one of the smaller doors and it ha- it's got it says like lower 10th district court. And he says, that's probably where you want to go. Um, you said you had a, a grievance. Yeah, you could call it that. Yeah, I'm grieved. I am aggrieved. All right. Well, thanks, Brogdon. I'll see you later. You're very welcome. He gives you like a, a salute and uh, marches up. He, he actually goes up some stairs to like a slightly nicer looking area <laughs> in the uh, in the place. So um, you go ahead and walk up to the guard, walk up to this door, and there is uh, just kind of like a shit-nosed Azorius guard, like, standing in front of it. And when you see him, he, like, barely even moves, and he just says, Weapons, please! Oh, uh, she kind of, like, looks down and is, like, kind of, like, patting her clothes. She's like, I don't... I don't think I have any weapons. What kind of fool do you think I am? I see that on your hand. And he points down to the little is it gauntlet that you wear. Oh, this? No, this isn't. It's not for fighting. It's for science. I'm not under the impression that the is it know the difference between violence and science. Hand it over. We'll return it when you leave. All right. She like begrudgingly takes it off. He takes it and there's uh, like this box floats over towards him. The kind you see like at an airport when you have to like put the things in the in the box mm-hmm. to go through the uh, the x-rays. And he just puts your uh, glove into it. There's and pulls a like a ticket stub off of it and mm-hmm. hands it to you. It's got like a number on it. All right. She like unzips like a tiny pocket like on the side of her like vest and like like puts he reaches behind himself and there's like this deli counter ticket dispenser kind of thing. And he hands you a yet another ticket with a number on it and he says judge jarvis will see you in order this way and he just gestures through the door um all right thank you he does not say you're welcome so you uh the door actually opens upon some stairs going down and so you go down into this kind of i I guess a basement it's like this low ceiling stone room there's no windows in here um there's this kind of basic simple bench up at the front um and the judge is behind it it's this messy looking human man and he's like unshaven he's like got his hand on his on his hand like resting his elbow on the desk and there's just these pew like seats that kind of face it obviously going like you know you've seen a courtroom before and there's just a bunch of other disgruntled citizens in the area um like you see there's a um a Simic mage who has this huge stack of papers and there's this Vidalcan woman sitting next to him kind of whispering advice. Um, there's a Golgari man who has a troll on a leash. Um, a- after a moment, you realize the troll is the one who's actually attending court and the man is there to, just there to help. Like he keeps like pointing to different things on the ticket that the troll has and like trying to explain them to him. There's also an entire troupe of Rakdos performers. Um, each one is holding a written citation that's uh you can you can kind of guess they're here to contest one way or the other and they're like whispering jokes to each other 
And like each time they burst out laughing, the uh, Azorius guard uh, who's posted by the wall kind of like glares at them and like writes something on a clipboard. Um, and all sorts of other uninteresting rabble are also in here. Okay. Um, I think she's going to kind of like walk in and like look around the room like, hmm. Um, I mean, I guess I'll go sit. I don't know. Like, I think she really wants to sit near the Rakdos people because, like, she's friends with Rakdos people in her life. I have a Rakdos friend. I'm not Rakdosist. <laughs> um, but. Maybe if you go up and tell them a raunchy joke, they'll like it. <laughs> um, but I think she also is kind of like wanting to like she's what she's doing first she's gonna look for where's the screen that has the numbers um there is no screen uh what you have is on a lower bench from the judge there are three homunculi they're like these just kind of like blue like potato shaped creatures they've got just these arms two of them are Two of them are, like, flipping through papers and kind of calling things out to the judge every once in a while. One of them is actually watching the judge and, like, has, like, a clipboard and a piece of paper. <laughs> um, the homunculus closest to the, the, to the seats every once in a while will call out a number and he'll, like, hold up a sign that has it on it. What number just got called? It's the one right before yours. Oh, okay. I'm not going to sit here and, like, describe everybody's... <laughs> court scene i am gonna say that you you end up sitting here for a little bit for just a little bit so yeah, what do you do to fine. entertain yourself i mean i think what she's gonna do she's gonna she's gonna sit near the end of the pew near like one of the azorius guards and try to like just like small talk <laughs> with the guard yeah what do you uh what do you small talk in azorius guard with hey uh, how about them paper clips i'm gonna sit down and be like I was say, hey, um, working hard or hardly working? <laughs> there is no harder work than justice, ma'am. You justice got, you got that order. right. Love justice. He, like, looks at you like he thinks you're patronizing him. No, I'm serious. That's why I'm here, actually. I'm trying to get some justice. Oh? Who's wronged you? Well, I don't really want to say right now. Well, you know what? I think I think somebody was trying to trying to fake Azorius me. He immediately bristles and he's like, "What? An imposter?" Yeah, I know. I said the same thing. Jarvis, Jarvis, wait, hold on. And he actually like skips you to the front of the line and like pushes you forward. Jarvis is like kind of like shocked out of his dumb stupor and he like blinks and like looks down at you. And Sort of automatically, like, this is what he always says. He says, uh, grievance? Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I have a grievance. He looks at you, like, for a second and then says, elaborate. What was, what was the name of the inspector? Miev? Miev. Yeah, well, today, an inspector Miev, she, like, air quotes it came to my lab and 
tried to take away. Wait, hold on. When he when you say lab, he like puts up air quotes too. <laughs> okay, rude, but anyway. Uh came to my lab and tried to tell tried to like take away a piece of our equipment, citing law what was the law? I think it was like one three six eight point four seven. But you're probably right on the money, but but when we went and looked at law one point one three six five point four seven, there is no such law. So Inspector Miev came to enforce the law that doesn't even exist. So I think that he was a fake because I don't think there's any way that an Azorius inspector would not know what the laws were. He kind of like blinks at you and says, well, yeah, I suppose they should know the law. Um, <clears throat> he snaps his fingers at his, at the homunculi that are next to him and is like halfway through asking them to uh, to produce the law when one of them has already got it. They're not paying attention. They're good at their job. And so somebody pulls, pull, uh, he pulls open this, um, w- when you had it, it was a pamphlet kind of thing, mm-hmm. like written out specifically to hand out. This one is a big scroll and mm-hmm. he's just kind of like scrolling through to get to the uh, aforementioned It's like part. the original. Yeah, like you're looking <laughs> at the original. Um, and he puts it down on a desk, like low enough for you to see. And as far as you can tell, there is no, um, there is no uh, 0.47. It just ends at 0.46, like yeah. uh, you saw in the yeah. Uh, original. Yeah, she like excitedly like points at it. See, no 0.47. He lied. He's a liar. He's a faker. You gotta get him. Do you? Do you have any proof? Yeah, he gave us the paper, and. You, yeah, you'll want to hand him the warrant that he had. Uh, yeah, he gave us well. this, and also I think he's sneaking around with some of your guys' special tech because he got past our, you know, security system, and it looked like an Azorius, you know, quacks like an Azorius triangle that popped through. So I'm just, you know, you be on the lookout for this guy. Get him. He um has he actually pulls out a piece of paper like he's paying attention finally and he says oh, i'm sorry one more time what's his name miev m-i-e-v miev probably a fake name i'm guessing he turns to the homunculi and says see if there's a inspector miev i'm gonna and he takes the warrant from you and hands it to the homunculi again they kind of look look over it um, like all three of them actually crowd around it and like poke and prod and like read and they're like authentic yes looks real oh yes very azorius just kind of like muttering back and forth to each other may like stands there with her hands on her hips and like her eyes narrowed like <laughs> well he says the if it's a forgery it's a damn good forgery but and he points back down to the to the original copy of the law again and says but as you can see here there clearly is no such law um so this time when you look at the law 
Um, you see something a little unusual, um, and you just barely see this. There's this little blue glimmer right after the 0.46, uh, the section that's labeled 0.46. And it's like when you try to focus on it, it's like one of those magic eye kind of things. You like cross your eye and look at it like a bunch of different ways. And finally, you kind of... Uh, actually, roll me an arcana for this to see if you can manage to... Uh, parse it out all right hold up Uh, i rolled a 14 okay cool so um you're looking at this uh i guess it's kind of a scroll um i think um with the laws and you manage to like i was saying kind of like cross your eyes and like look at it in exactly the right way and you find when you like look at it at like just the right angle all the text below um, uh, 0.46 is suddenly pushed downward, and you can see 0.47 in like in the um, thing. But when you like stop looking at it, it's gone. <clears throat> like the, you're seeing the remnants of an illusion spell that was cast on this law, directly on the original law. So it does not exist. It does not exist. But someone's starting to create a spell that makes it exist. That's right. Okay. Um, Okay, so I say... He has not spotted the solution. um, Okay, I'm going to point it out then. Okay. I'm going to say, like, do you see that? You see that, right? It's like, you see this magic on this paper? He, like, looks down at it with you. I don't think I should make you roll anything. For, like, you're literally just pointing something. Like, if, oh, yeah, I'm not trying to, like, <clears throat> fake him. Yeah, you're not lying. You're not trying to, like, trick him into anything. You're just, like, pointing something out. I, like, I like pick it up, and I'm kind of, like, shifting it. Like, I'm like, look, you see this? Um, it ta- I rolled a, a perception for him. It takes you a little, a little bit <laughs> to get him to see it, but eventually you do. Um, I'm, like, shifting the paper. I'm like, you see that? You see how it's all blue and shimmery? That's not real. That's not what your ink looks like. He like, his eyes are like wide now. And he calls the guard who originally brought you over here back to him and does exactly what you just did. Like shows him the illusion. And all the while in the background, the homunculi, remember like one of them was like watching the guy really closely. Now like all three of them are like, leaned up really far in their chairs and they're like looking over his shoulder down at the thing and every once in a while they like whisper back and forth at mm-hmm. each other. Mm-hmm. 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 And the guard is like, ah, I was right bringing her forward to you. Look at this. What? What happened? That's what I'm saying. It's fake. Find me Ev. Find him right now. I want to talk to his ass. Um, the uh, Judge Jarvis looks over at the homunculi and he's like, is, is Miev a real inspector? And one of them puts on a pair of, like, uh, Ponsonet glasses, like the ones that, like, pinch on you, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, pulls out a little book and starts, like, looking through it. Tick, 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 tick. I can tell you what he looks like, and I can tell you that he's a little bitch who gets mild tacos with just lettuce on them. You were not able to see what he got in Pakistan. <laughs> I think we joked about you rolling a perception, but you didn't actually do it. So you don't know what he ordered. Well, I can tell you that he's, he is not, he's not real. I could tell. I could tell the minute he walked in. 
the homunculi um, show the book, or I guess one of them shows the book to uh, Jarvis, and they're like whispering back at it, forth at each other again, like, "Yes, look, look, book, Inspector, Miev," and he like lo- he looks at the book and then turns it to show to you, and you see Inspector Grade Two, Miev. There's only one Inspector Miev in all of Azorius. There is only one. Hmm. All right, fine. They find five, and now you have to track <laughs> all of them down. I'm just curious and how it, common of the name the is in Azorius. I, like, honestly, I'm going to make, like, I'm going to operate under the assumption that nobody has the same name as, like... What? I'm, That's crazy. I'm not going to be, like, running back and forth and, like, <laughs> telling you that there's, like, three Mievs, there's two Grizzrobs you got to search down now. I'm just curious. Fizzbin has a brother whose name is Bizfin. Like... That's canon. Okay. Uh. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. All right. So he's Inspector Grade 2. He is. Um, so the uh, the judge is basically like, well, I mean, thanks for he like runs his hands through his hair. He's kind of surprised, maybe a little annoyed that he actually has to like do something now because <laughs> he, he kind of had a very unprestigious but very cushy kind of gig. Like you could tell, like looking at, you know, mm-hmm. he's uh he runs a very relaxed kind of courtroom, but he says, I mean, thanks for bringing this to my attention. I um, will launch an inquiry. Um, Officer Nino here, take this. And he rolls the scroll back up and hands it to him. Take that up to the next level. They'll have to look at it and we'll just send it up the chain from there. I've got to go get ready to do my testifying for this situation, I guess. I'll go see a mind mage and have my uh, my memory recorded properly. And what am I doing? I mean, do you need anything else from me? Like, no, they're, they're like... <clears throat> he looks down at you and he's like, oh, nothing. I, You reported it. I don't I don't need anything else. We, we may call upon you to testify, so keep an eye on your mail, but hmm. for right, right now, well. I've... Uh, I mean, do you have any more evidence to show us? It might be helpful. No. Sorry. Uh, don't don't be sorry. You've you showed us a lot. Like it's it's fine. Okay, well <clears throat> you get you go get him. You nail his ass to the wall. So Nino the bailiff takes the scroll, he like kinda puts it in a like safe scroll pocket that he has. Every Azorius uh member has a very specific pocket for like scrolls and, and shit that's like safe and waterproof and everything. Um, and he kind of calls to the court and he's like, court has adjourned for the day. If you still have a grievance that has not been addressed, you can come back tomorrow when we open at eight. And like, everybody's kind of like annoyed and like yelling at him. Um, but you can leave. You're done. Yeah. All right. Well, I take my, uh, I take my little ticket and I get my gauntlet back. Okay. Great, great. He gives it to you no problem. He makes you sign something, but like that's it. Okay. I mean, that was a lot easier than I thought dealing with Azorius was going to be. Well, if you went to one of the upper courts, you would have had like a bitch of a time. But I'm not going to sit here and like describe <laughs> all of the papers that you have to sign to deal with the Azorius Senate. Like that's, I'm, I'm just, I'm not doing, that's, that's not what the podcast is going to be about, you know? Right, right, right. All right, um, I mean, I guess I'm off to Deathbridge. 
You're off to Death Bridge. Bridge, bridge of Death. Bridge of Death. I guess I'm not working today. I'm just doing all of my errands. I mean, he just told you to be back by four. Yeah. Sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that's the next thing I'm doing. Sounds fair. So, Deathbridge Chasm is Chasm? Yeah, it's Chasm. It's Chasm. I've been saying it right the whole time until just now, you know. Um, Deathbridge Chasm, excuse me, is actually in your home precinct. You live in Precinct 6, um, as we discussed before over in the Smelting Quarter. It's, it's actually just, like, a little way south of you. Um, it is on, like, a lower level of the city, so to get there, you're going to have to take, like, a fantasy elevator. And to, can I take the, uh, can I take the fantasy tram? Totally. So, the fantasy tram mm-hmm. is gonna be on rails, and it's, like, it's, like, a mono-wheel vehicle it's this big 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 wheel that has like a tram car inside of it and it just balances on this rail and just like scoots along all of its tunnels have like long cutouts to fit the uh the wheel into it um but you get on it it's um ungodly loud there's ungodly loud there's uh there's is it insignias on everything because of course they built it but also Azorius inspection stickers. Um, but if you're going to take the tram, you're actually going to be able to come right into um, Wayport. Okay. Wayport is a, um, this is actually a storage area, I guess you would say. It's basically a collection of warehouses for goods that are like coming in and going out of the city because Benzer's Bridge, which is what you've been told he gets his he told he told you he gets his um his orders from under Benz's bridge uh over Deathbridge Chasm, if you recall. Mm-hmm. Um Benz's Bridge is one of the main paths that leaves the tenth district where you live. Um and of course then there is a big import facility that's also right there. Okay. So yeah, there's a tram stop right there. You get off the tram, you're in another place that You've never really had occasion to go to before. And it's probably less interesting to you than the airship place. There's a lot of crazy shit here, Mm -hmm. but it's like crazy business shit. So you're seeing like ridiculous amounts of um, porcelain china stacked up in one place because somebody's moving it all. There's like 3,000 tons of rice that one guy's importing and he has a whole warehouse to himself. Like, somebody's probably super interested in this place, but I don't think you are. Yeah. Um, But you manage to go through it and you come out uh, on Benzer's Bridge. It's really crowded. Like I said, it's a thoroughfare that leaves the city. So you're kind of like jostled about by all kinds of people that are here. Um you you were told that uh, it's going to be under the bridge, so tell me what you do. Well, I guess I'm going to look around. Is there, like, um, like how tall is the bridge? Is it, like, like literally over, like, a chasm of, like, never-ending falling? So, um, I'm going to take that as you look into the chasm. Um, the, the chasm is a pit straight down. Um, it's... It, it goes down until you can't see light anymore. It seems like it's 
like light should go further than it does, but something seems to be stopping it at a certain point. And is there anything, like, directly under the bridge? Um, you can't necessarily see so well from the bridge itself, but when you're looking down in the, um, in the chasm, uh, you don't, you don't see any, like, actual stairs, um, but you do, you do note that the pit narrows as it goes down, so it's got kind of, like, a slope on the walls, um, the, the walls here, they're covered in, like, moss and vines and fungus, and, and you can actually see quite a few people coming up from there, not by stairs, but literally climbing the vines. Um, all kinds of people. Most of them are, like, so dirty and ragged that you can't discern, like, race or gender in them, um, except for, like, the obvious ones. Like, if you see a troll, it's a fucking troll, or if you see, like, one of those, uh, crawl who are, they're like insect people like it's clear what that is but uh, uh, like all the general humanoid ones are kind of hard to discern hmm. um but they're not coming all the way to the lip of the chasm the chasm they uh, every like you don't see a single one do otherwise all of them are going into arched drain pipes that are coming out of here like you yeah that would okay. lead to like the, the 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 sewer or the under i can understand that um well, it, I, I'm guessing that it's probably in one of those, like, nasty tunnels that I'd be going. Because um, I don't think a shade is just, like, hanging out, like, He's on not, the yeah, bridge definitely. here. He's not, like, on the main thoroughfare. Um, I'm going to talk to somebody. I'm going to say that there's, like, a... There's sort of a big, rough-looking Loxodon man, and he's, like, loading bags, like, onto a truck near the end of the bridge. Okay. Um, and I'm going to walk up to him, and I'm going to say, um, excuse me. He turns around kind of slowly and puts this giant bag of peanuts that he was transporting Peanuts?! Oh no! <clears throat> I like. I thought for a second. And I was like, "What do elephants eat?" Um, and I mean, I have no idea. But the oh, joke no. is peanuts. Um, but he puts this giant bag of peanuts down, and he looks down at you, and he's like, "How can I help you, Miss?" Well, that was much nicer than I was expecting. Um. I don't say that to him. I say that to you. I I think loxodons are like really chill. Okay. Um. Okay. Then I made a good choice. Um. Oh yeah, I think so. Let's see. Also, I would say, like canonically, it's a it makes a lot of sense as a choice to make because Selesnia has a lot of loxodons in it. Oh. So I'm, like, like you being raised loxodons. in in Selesnia, like it, it's it's very reasonable that you would pick a a loxodon fellow for your your kind of choice here. Hey, so you do you work around this area a lot? I work over in the third district, but I come here to sell my crop. Your peanut crop. You grow peanuts? Yes, I do. That's cool. Um, what's this place like? Like, I, I came out here on an errand for my boss. Um, actually, just grabbing some uh, flowers. Um, but I'm just curious. Like, it's such a busy place. Like, tell me. Like, you know, what's going on over here? Where do you work that your boss needed flowers? Uh, I, like, 
tap my insignia on my my shoulder and i say is it baby you you really say it that way is it baby <laughs> and he says well there's no figure in them out tell like, me about it what did you actually ask him i asked him like what's this place like like do you is like is this somewhere you come a lot like is it like Mm. a chill place just somewhere i've never been before like what can you tell me about it he like gestures grandly down the bridge um to where you can see just this like commerce-based traffic um there's a lot of things coming in here but like you noticed you know he's loading a truck or unloading a truck actually i think at this point um and there's a lot of, like, that kind of thing. Like, massive amounts of things being moved one place to the other. And Do you ever said, go down there? And I, like, point down to, like, the sloping areas where, like, the, the tunnels are. He shakes his big old elephant head um, and says, Don't know that I'd ever want to. Really? It looks kind of weird. Like, what's going on down there? He kind of, like, shrugs his big old shoulders and says, It's the Undercity. Ah, All kinds of uh gross bugs and trolls. They say the Demir live down there, if you believe that kind of thing. Yeah, that's been coming up a lot in my day lately. That's not real, though, right? Exactly. Twice it's come up in your day. (laughs) Twice more than it should, truthfully, if Demir was doing their job. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Again, he shrugs at that and says, I don't believe it, but that's what they say. Hmm. All right, cool. Well, good luck with your peanuts. Thank you, ma'am. And he goes back to unloading his peanuts on like a, a smaller cart. All right, May. Ugh, I'm trying to think. Who's May? May's going to do it. May's going to go down and pop into a tunnel, just like the nearest one. Okay. So um, the bridge that you're at doesn't have, as far as you can tell, like a good way to get down there. Well, I, let me see what but, I can do. Okay. All right. I have. Oh, let me see. How many spell slots do I have now? Um, I think you've used up one second level spell. Let me check the spell slots that you actually start with from the first place. By the by, when Ella leveled up, um, he obviously got more spell slots and more HP, but the ones she's used are still used. Just so that, uh, in case people are wondering. So you have two third level, two second level, and four first level. All right, cool. Um, I'm going to use, let me look it up to make sure that I'm not going to sound like a ding-dong dummy butt. Ding-dong the dummy butt. Put your butt the dummy butt. All right, I'm going to use Featherfall. All right, good shit. And I'm just going to kind of... Um, You're going to cast Featherfall on yourself and just fucking... Yeah, leap. I'm just going to kind of like... Just kind of like... Hop over. I'm actually going to like... I'm going to like get up onto the ledge of the bridge, like sitting like with my like feet dangling. And I'm going to cast my little spell on myself. And then I'm just going to kind of bloop and like drop off. Like right before you go, you hear somebody say... Hey, what are you? No, no, you have so much to live for. <laughs> and I use Featherfall and 
So I land on my feet softly and I look back up and I'm like, it's all right. I had another fall. (laughs) Yeah. As, as you look up, you see like, um, an elven man, like a really cute elven boy, um, looking (laughs) down at you and he's like super relieved that like you had a like purpose for doing this. Thanks though. I don't want to say that you go down and you land because I kind of want to like describe what's happening as you yeah, like, yeah, slowly tell me. fall. As you're looking around, you don't necessarily see a good place to try landing right now. Um, but you, uh, I'm imagining you would want to, while you're making this little trek down, kind of take a look literally under the bridge where yeah. it was described to you he was going to uh, have gotten his things. Yeah, I imagine I kind of like... So, like, are, are you saying you're describing this as I'm falling slowly or once I have gotten to the bottom? As you're falling. So, yeah. You could react to all of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to look under the bridge as I go down as well. And I guess my plan is that I'm going to get to, like, the mossy slope and mm-hmm. sort of just, like, grab on. Climb your way up? Yeah. It's, um, <clears throat> I mean, climbing up moss and vines isn't necessarily an easy thing to do, but because it's sloped, it's probably going to be a little yeah. bit easier than normal. Um, but like as you're looking around, uh, most of the place is very much like you already saw from the bridge. Um, the area immediately under the bridge is um, it's made out of actually you kind of see this for the first time, the like dark gray stone that it's made out of because under the bridge, the stuff doesn't re- like directly under the bridge. The stuff doesn't really grow like in the shadow of the bridge. It doesn't have light to photosynthesize. Sure. Um but at the end of the bridge, closest to Wayport, where you've just come from, you can see a small ledge about four feet wide with like an alcove into the wall. And you can't necessarily see where the alcove is going. So you don't know how deep that necessarily is. Um, you don't see, though, honestly, an easy way to get there. Mm-hmm. So l- like I said, um, I-, I wanted to describe that before we said you landed so that you can try to react if you wanted to. Um, the I don't think of... I can like um I don't think I can like change my course or anything. I I like you would have to do something to make that happen. Like right. you can't like flap your arms and <laughs> and, right. and move. Okay, here's what I'm thinking. Tell me. I have two options. I can either just grab onto the mossies and like go into one of the tunnels that I are like on the mossy wall. True. Or I can do something to get closer or over to the ledge that's directly underneath the bridge. Or third option, you can just float all the way down and figure yourself out from there. I I don't think that's a good choice, though. No, no, no. That's not what I'm doing. Um, I... I mean, let me clarify something. I jumped over the bridge, like, close to, like, yes. the, the wall, not, like, in the middle. Yeah, I, I don't think you yeah. walked all the way down the... And in yeah. fact, like, the... If we want to, like, take a step back and, like, justify ourselves for making that decision right now, the, the Loxodon you were speaking to, like, unloading his cargo, he wouldn't be doing that in the middle of the bridge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. It's... This is what I'm going to do. Tell me, please. I'm going to kind of, like... I'm, like, just going to reach out to, like, grab on to, like, the vines. Okay. And kind of, like, stop myself from falling. Yeah, I, my I reckon first you, thing. you have So I'm kind of just, like, a little monkey, like, kind of, like, hanging on okay, to okay, the Okay, great, step. great, great, great. 
you're hanging on to this uh some of these vines um and you said there's not really an easy way to get over to the one underneath the bridge. No, because the the vines stop. Um, and like like I I was describing how there's they're not growing under there. Like mm-hmm. it's like a like a V. Like mm-hmm. as you go up, the space where they don't grow is wider because mm-hmm. it's you know closer to the source of the shadow sure. that's stopping them. What happens if I put my hand into the shadow? No, no. Oh, it's not the, like a the fake shadow. shadow. It's not like bridge. a magic shadow. Go yeah, ahead. it's just a shadow. It's not like I know you're you don't trust shadows anymore, but <laughs> um all right, I'm gonna use my favorite spell again. Um enlarge slash reduce. Yes. What you doing? Um Wait, I'm... are you getting are you good <laughs> never mind, I'm not gonna make suggestions. Tell me what you're doing. Uh I'm gonna make myself bigger <laughs> so that I can just reach over and kind of boop onto the, <laughs> onto the ledge. Okay. Um yeah, you've doubled in size. Um, like, what's your wingspan to start with? I mean, I I'm like a six foot tall, tall person, yeah. so I guess like a six foot wingspan. That's uh, sure. Um, so now it's like twelve feet. So you got like six feet of reach on your. But I'm also arm. like bigger in general, yeah. so I think I can kind of like, kind of like grab better. Yeah, you, you don't necessarily have to. Um, like, you don't need to have six feet. You don't have, like, six feet of reach from the vines because you can, like, hang from them. Um, I think what you're going to end up doing is kind of, like, trying to swing from the vines. Um, You are going to have to make an athletics check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's fair. That's more than fair. You do have advantage while you are are enlarged. Well, no. I only have advantage on strength checks. Athletics is a strength uh, skill. Oh, you're right. I am. (laughs) All right. 14 or... 14. Really? Well, the second one was five, so. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) 14. Um, And that's with your modifier? That is with my modifier. All right. Can I tell you what I'm imagining that I'm doing? Yeah, tell me what you're, and and that'll kind of decide whether. So I've gotten bigger. So what I'm thinking is that I'm not really, like, hanging on to the vines. I've, like, reached up to, like, the bottom of the bridge with both hands, and I'm kind of, like, swinging kind of, like, back and forth until I can, like, let go and kind of, like, jump onto that thing. If that's the case, I should be making you roll acrobatics. Okay. So roll that shit again. Okay. (laughs) Roll better this time, please. Do you need a new die? Do you need a more faithful die? Fifteen. All right, cool. Fifteen will do it. Yeah, you're, you, the, the, <laughs> one, the one increase you got is enough. To, Fifteen will do, do it. Any, so, can I tell you? Because the this ledge, like, is not big enough for you to go um, in with. So, yeah. What, what I'm imagining is you swing, and like in midair, you undo the spell and like shrink back to your regular size, and you kind of like land on the alcove. Yeah, um, it's super dope, and it's I'm really I'm cool. so mad that no one's there to witness it. I mean, a bunch of people kind of saw it. That was fucking cool. It was pretty cool. What's your modifier for Arcana? Five. Damn. I'm really smart. You're real smart. So you land on this alcove. Um, it's like I said, like four feet wide. It's about as deep, about four feet deep as well. 
so you, you end up seeing honestly it's just kind of a stone wall but you like put your hands on it and you kind of like feel around and you feel for traces the traces of magic you kind of experience some of the same kind like a couple of minutes ago when you were seeing the illusion on the scroll mm -hmm. and your familiarity with it from that experience kind of helps you in this situation as you cross your eyes and find the little tiny handhold you put your hand into it and you feel a button that you can press and when you press it the wall slides back oh shit I feel like Indiana Jones. It's a uh, you're you're being a little Indiana Jones right now. Yeah, that's true. So you see the way into a tunnel. This uh, you can tell even from here. It's kind of winding. Very shortly after you like are looking, you see the you see a curve. Um, it's completely devoid of the moss and vines that you see outside of here. Mm -hmm. Like, as you're walking, you don't see so much as an insect crawling or a mouse on the on the ground or anything like mm. that. Like, it's just completely empty. Is it dark? It is very dark. Do I, I have a cantrip called light. You can cast light. Okay. Look on my like fingertip. <laughs> so you cast light on your fingertip and you kind of like hold it out in front of yourself. And it shoots a little beam and you can see down here and... As at, right after you enter this door, um, you kind of let it swing shut and take a look at it, and you can see the spells that are concealing the entrance. 